this is the week that won't quit. We have huge news in the world of soccer and we are still reeling from the Gulf mega merger. It's Thursday, June 8th. I'm senior writer Owen Poindexter and this is Front Office Sports Today. We have two great conversations coming up, but first there is some huge news to get to. Lionel Messi has made his decision and he will not be going to Saudi Arabia. He will not be going back to Spain. He will be taking his talents to Miami in a huge and unique deal. We don't know the numbers right now, but we do have some fascinating details on this one. For a while, I'd been guessing that Messi would not come to the U.S. because of the huge gap in how much he could get paid elsewhere. His deal with Paris Saint-Germain that just ended paid him over $39 million annually. Saudi Arabia is shelling out over $200 million per year for Karim Benzema. And it's safe to say that Messi would have gotten even more. The MLS team he was reportedly going to has a payroll this year of just over $15 million. So they got creative. Messi will reportedly get a bite of the deal with Apple, which pays the league $250 million per year. He will also get revenue from the league's most prominent apparel partnership with Adidas. For all the optimism around soccer's growth in the U.S., MLS has had very few international stars. But now they have the biggest one and he's already having an impact. Data from TickPick showed that the get-in price for a League's Cup match between Inter Miami and Cruz Azul on July 21st went up more than 10 times on Wednesday, from $29 to $329. According to Bob Lynch of Sponsor United, who we have had on the show, quote, Inter Miami CF is currently gaining 100,000 social media followers per hour since the news broke. Messi has as many followers as all MLS teams and the league combined, and with a global fan base, he provides the greatest marketing and sales vehicle one could ever implement, end quote. If you're into Miami, MLS, Apple, or FIFA, this just made your day. Moving now to someone who did take a large sum of money from Saudi Arabia, we are still processing the merger between the PGA Tour and Live Golf. If you're a fan of awkward interviews, Google Jay Monahan. He's the PGA Tour commissioner, and this is one of the many things he had to say about Live Golf when it was a competitor to the PGA Tour. And I would ask, you know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? And here he is after the deal was announced. Where, again, we're in a control position. Uh, we have an investor, a great and world-class investor. And I recognize everything that, you know, that I've, that I've said in the past and in my prior positions. I recognize that people are going to call me a hypocrite. And any time I've said anything, I said it with the information I had at that moment. And I said, I said it based on someone that's trying to compete for the PGA Tour and our players. So, Jay, if you happen to be listening, the reason people are calling you a hypocrite is that you did something that you told other people they shouldn't do because it is immoral and wrong, which does happen to be the actual definition of hypocrisy. Here to talk this one out is once again the host of Nothing Personal with David Sampson. David Sampson, thanks for coming on. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. So, um, yeah, so the PGA Tour announced that they are teaming up with Live Golf and the DP Tour, you know, often known as the European Tour. Um, what's going on here? 
So there's a lot of levels to this. This announcement came out of nowhere. I thought that I was the only one not in the loop, but it turns out the players themselves on the PGA Tour didn't know what was happening. Greg Norman, the purported CEO of Liv, did not know what was happening. This was done with Jay Monahan at the highest level. And this is a merger where PGA Tour has the upper hand. They're going to have the most board seats. They will have voting control. And they end up signing a huge sponsor, which is the Saudi Arabian Fund, which is going to be able to serve as a backstop in case existing sponsors disappear because of this marriage with Liv in Saudi Arabia. The reason why it's so seismic is that all of the litigation that was pending goes away immediately. That's major. Two, you no longer have to worry about competing. If you're the PGA, you don't have to worry about more players getting offered more money and then all of a sudden running to live golf. That now stops. And then on top of it, you have a chance for PGA Tour to get more incoming revenue to give to its players. All of that is potentially positive, but the way they rolled this out, I've never seen a worse rollout of a merger in my career. All right. So yeah, explain that part. What went wrong here? Well, the equivalent would be, and I, and I tweeted this yesterday, I'm fascinated by it. Can you imagine Roger Goodell calling up his 32 owners and saying, hey, we just merged with the XFL? It's unheard of. Can you imagine Tony Clark, the head of the Players Union, sending a memo in letter form to all of the players in baseball saying, hey, there's a new collective bargaining agreement. It's already agreed to. Good luck. That's what Jay Monahan did. He sent a letter to the players explaining a merger, but it's such a sensitive topic. Rory McIlroy is on record about what he thinks about the Live Tour, and now he's partners with it. Jack Nicholas on record what he thinks about the Live Tour and those defectors who went, including Brooks Koepka, et cetera. Now he's partners with it. It simply is an astonishing merger, and I think there's a lot more to come, actually. Yeah. And I mean, the the part that I keep dwelling on here is this wasn't just, you know, I've got this contract here, I've got this contract here, you know, I'm going with this team and like, oh, all of a sudden the teams merged. I guess now I, I didn't have to choose. They were offered these golfers. Some of them were offered hundreds of millions of dollars and they felt like they were taking a moral stand to not take the Saudi money, to not defect from the PGA Tour. And now, yeah, like you said, they're in business together whether they like it or not. And yeah, if you're Rory McIlroy who says, I don't want to, I, I see this as blood money. I don't want it. What do you do? Like start your own thing? <laughs> like start the Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods store? I mean, he'd come in first every week, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know where he'd get money. Think about this. When you had, do you remember when Sirius and XM were two separate satellite radio platforms? When they merged, the people on Sirius were on XM and XM were on Sirius and they mixed and now it's one and no one knows the difference. That's what they're dreaming is going to happen with PGA and Live. The big difference is exactly what you said. Howard Stern didn't choose Sirius over XM for moral reasons or lack of moral reasons. He chose it for money and what he viewed, I assume at the time, as a contract, totally legitimate money, lots of it. But what the golfers have done, it has been a moral decision. That hasn't existed in a merger in a very long time that I can remember, where now you've got people who the only way to make a living is to sacrifice the very thing that they believe in. 
And now they have no choice because what are they going to do? Go to the European PGA Tour? Nope, that's part of it. They could go over to Asia maybe, but the money is just not close. Yeah, and I have to think, you know, Liv got these golfers by offering them astronomical amounts of money and saying like, yes, like maybe this makes you a little bit squeamish, but does it make you like say no to $200 million squeamish? Like probably not, at least for some of you. Um, and I have to wonder if this same basic dynamic was happening here with the PGA Tour of like, yes, this is not our perfect ideal situation. We would like to just be the one dominant thing, but we can get back to being the one dominant thing. Plus we get some unnamed, probably very large uh, amount of investment dollars here. Which they had to decide because it's possible that sponsors will run away. That's not improbable that they don't want to be associated with the Saudi fund, but the Saudi fund is part of the mergers becoming the biggest sponsor for PGA. So the math that was done by Jay Monahan is that we're in better shape by taking the Saudi money, which he said he didn't want to do, right? But then he said, wait a minute, now it's this much. It's irresponsible if I say no to this. What I don't understand is why he didn't involve his constituents. Why didn't he speak to the players so there could be a unified message today? So Rory McIlroy could take the podium and say, here's what's changed. Here's why I'm okay with what happened today because of the power the PGA has, because we can stop fighting, because we can grow the game of golf. I've come to grips with it because I wanted five things and they all were given to me and other golfers as part of this merger. None of that happened because no one knew what was going on. David Sampson, thanks so much for joining us. Of course. On to cheerier topics, South Florida is hosting the NBA Finals and the NHL Finals. They just had the Miami Grand Prix, and now Messi is joining the party. I spoke to Fort Lauderdale Mayor Dean Trentalis about what it all means for the area. We'll have that conversation next. All right, I am joined now by the mayor of Fort Lauderdale, Dean Trentalis. Welcome, mayor. Great, thank you to be here. So South Florida is suddenly the epicenter of the sports world. We'll get to all that in a moment. But to start, I think it actually would help our listeners to have a quick geography lesson. So the Heat play in South Beach, which is just south of you, of course. The Panthers play in Sunrise, which is just to the west. Uh, the Dolphins are in Miami Garden, which is sort of wedged between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. I get it. Uh, you can correct me on all this if you like, but um, and then we've got um, uh, Inter Miami is in plays in Fort Lauderdale. So does this obviously you're the mayor, so these borders matter quite a bit to you. But does it all feel like one sports area? Well, we definitely are the epicenter of the sports world these days, and uh, for good reason. Uh, the Miami Heat, the championship team, uh, they don't play in the South Beach, by the way. They play in Miami, and uh, that's where the uh, the arena is located in downtown Miami. Uh, great team, uh, great, great uh, ownership, great coaching staff. Uh, and then the Dolphins, of course, are in Hard Rock Stadium, which is over in Miami Gardens, which is uh, to the west of Miami. And then we have, uh, uh, we have the uh, Panthers, which play in Sunrise, which is part of Broward County. Uh, but we consider it our team. In fact, I, uh, I made the bet with the uh, mayor of Las Vegas as to who was going to win the Stanley Cup. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, and of course, we have Mr. Um, Miami. So, uh, but today's news about uh, uh, Mr. Messi coming to our team. We're very uh, pleased and happy about that. And I think it, 
continues to draw attention to the importance and significance of sports here in South Florida. And what are the terms of that bet with the uh, uh, mayor of Las Vegas? Well, uh, she didn't go for what I wanted, so we're just going to exchange T-shirts of the sports teams, and we are going to have to parade around our streets wearing the uh, wearing wearing each other's teams' uh, jerseys uh, if we if we lose. So if if uh, uh, should the Panthers lose, which I doubt, but should they lose, uh, I would have to wear the. Uh, the Las Vegas team jersey and walk around the streets of Fort Lauderdale. And if uh, when Las Vegas loses, then they're actually going to have to walk around the streets of Las Vegas wearing the Panther jersey. And speaking of the, the streets of Fort Lauderdale, what's it been like to have these two simultaneous finals going on? You know, how, how are you feeling that in the city? There's a lot of excitement. Uh, of course, keep in mind that there's always something going on in South Florida. I mean, just last week, we hosted the USA Finals in men's diving here at our new aquatic center. We have a 27-meter dive platform, the tallest one in, the, in, the, in this part of the world. And uh, we had families and, and sports fans from all over the country, as well as the world. 20 different countries participated in this event. So things are always happening in our area. And, uh, you know, we're pleased to be able to host uh, these and other events as they come to us. So are there any logistical challenges um, that that you are, are working with around these finals? Or is it, you know, like you said, always something going on and, you know, people will work it out? Well, we the only logistical issue we have now is where we're going to have the, the parade for the Panthers. And <laughs> uh, we're working on that right now. You know, they are a championship team. Uh, and when they, when they play, they play uh, with uh, a good deal of talent and experience and uh, we're very proud to call them our own. Um, you know, the Panthers have set up their, their business operations here in Fort Lauderdale. They even, they even have built new practice rinks here in our, in our uh, downtown. Uh, and they also built a, a wonderful uh, ice skating rink for the public. So uh, they're very much connected to Fort Lauderdale, and, and the whole town is abuzz with the excitement that they bring to the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. And what kind of relationship do you have with these teams, you know, throughout the year? Obviously, when they make a big playoff run like this, it, it brings a lot of attention and excitement. But what's sort of more the, the ongoing relationship you have? Or, or is it just, you know, when they do great, it's great. And when, you know, you just reap the benefits and otherwise they're just kind of there. Well, keep in mind that, you know, the heat has been around for, a, a, you know, longer and it's been more a part of the, the, the social culture of Miami than the Panthers have. But the Panthers are continuing to, uh, to draw a, a large fan base. And, uh, and we're very happy about that. And we're, we're continuing to, uh, to build upon that with special events, recognition of players, recognition of the team owners. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we've become part of each other's lives over the last uh, few years. Same can be said for Inter-Miami. Uh, you know, David Beckham has uh, come to our community on, on a regular basis. Um, you know, he's, he uh, participates in, in events here. And we're very excited about what Inter-Miami has brought to Fort Lauderdale. And now that uh, uh, Mr. Messi is going to be uh, part of the team, you know, we're looking forward to hosting, you know, world-class events here at our stadium. And it is a world-class stadium. So we're excited about all that. And let me tell you something. We see banners. We see posters. We see flags. We see T-shirts. We see everything 
that these teams can sell to people in order to uh, to really drum up uh, interest in the in the, uh, the sports activities. And speaking of Messi, so as he's he's on his way uh, to Fort Lauderdale. And what is it? And he could have chosen any MLS team or really any team in the world that he wanted. Uh, and you had you know, David Beckham before him. What is it about South Florida that that draws these major stars? What is it about Fort Lauderdale? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I think it's about, you know, Fort Lauderdale's best calling card is our, is our lifestyle. We have a wonderful quality of life, wonderful people, diverse population. Um, this is a place for everybody. Uh, and uh, as they say, it's everyone under the sun. We embrace different cultures, different people, uh, different, uh, different ways of life. And, and uh, you know, it's really important that when people come to Fort Lauderdale, they know that there's a place for them. And uh, I think that resonates in many different ways. It resonates in trying to build a, a family and, and, and start a business. But it also resonates in terms of people wanting to invest in this area. And I think that South Florida, and in particular Fort Lauderdale, uh, is able to uh, to present that those opportunities to those who are looking to to uh, start a family or, or invest in an area. And we're seeing a lot of international interest in South Florida, and in particular Fort Lauderdale, uh, as the as each year passes. So I think when starting to build a fan base for a soccer team, this is definitely the place to, to that you'll find it because we draw from all different cultures. Uh, and I think that's what's going to create a very strong team going forward. Is there any rivalry between Fort Lauderdale and Miami or any of the other surrounding cities? Um, I wouldn't say it's a rivalry. We, we, uh, we share in each other's glory. And uh, we're very happy. You know, I'm friends with Francis Suarez of Miami. I'm friends with Dan Gelber of Miami Beach and all the, all the Miamis. Uh, North Miami, North Miami Beach, uh, Miami Gardens. We all know each other. We're happy to help each other. We support each other. Yeah. And the Miami Grand Prix uh, was, you know, you just had your second iteration uh, last month. I was there for the first one last year to cover it. I uh, didn't make it this year. I actually stayed in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, and, you know, it's all, all very close. Uh, how do you feel the, uh, the impact of that, you know, in its second year? So, you know, the F1 uh, race uh, has really become a real social gathering. Uh, I'm not sure how many sports enthusiasts are connected to that uh, event. Um, it's a pricey event. Uh, I have not gone to either one because the tickets are really uh, very, very high. Uh, so um, the thing is that that you know whatever brings uh, investment, whatever brings economic opportunity to our area, we all benefit from it. You know they say that the rising tide floats all boats. Our hotel, um, our hotel group here in uh, Fort Lauderdale Beach was was packed all week. And, um, and, uh, so we all benefit from that activity as well as the other activities that take place here in the sporting world. Yeah. And actually, if you could just to finish this up here, speak to what those benefits are, you know, beyond, um, beyond the event and beyond, um, you know, these finals, it's all coming together. Um, how are you going to feel that as a mayor and as a city? You know what? I'm very proud to be the mayor of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we have so much to offer. And it's not just about spectator sports. It's also about participation sports. Uh, our aquatic center, our ice skating rinks, uh, our 
uh, the, the our soccer academy that we have here at the Inter-Miami Stadium. These are all things that young people can feel like they can be a part of, as well as older people. We have master classes at this aquatic center, and we, we invite people of all ages and all walks of life to be part of this. So the, the fact that they are champions in each of these areas, basketball, soccer, um, and, and hockey, you know, it makes us even more proud to know that we're associated with, uh, with those teams. So it's, it's, a great, it's a great time to be part of Fort Lauderdale and a great time to visit South Florida. All right. Mayor Dean Trentalis, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. That's it for today. Game three of the Stanley Cup Finals is tonight. And let's see if we can go 24 hours without news that completely alters the sports landscape. Subscribe because who knows what tomorrow is going to bring, but we will keep you up to date, whatever it is. Thanks for listening. See you Friday. Bye.